Hi, and welcome to Scamp Scarecast. I'm your host, Scamp. Join me whilst we explore topics such as creepypastas, real horror stories, real true crime cases, and the occasional folklore. Be sure to join my subreddit at r slash scarecast. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at scarecast. Be sure to leave a review on whatever podcasting platform that you use. Right, with that out of the way, let's get creepy. Right, first story is called A Glitch in the Matrix at My School by Elfinator. This isn't exactly a horrifying story. So don't get too disappointed if you're not terrified. For background, I'm a 15-year-old Irish fella called Ross. I go to school in Ireland. I'm now in third year. At the start of the second year, a new fella joined school. I was in charge of showing him around and we've been good friends ever since. He is Portuguese and his name is Tiago. I'll call him Tig for this story. His school bag is a fairly small, bright red bag. He's a bit shorter than me. His hair is quite short and brown in colour. This will become important momentarily. One day I was upstairs in my school. It was break time and as I was going to my group's usual spot, I turned the corner and saw Tig walking along the hallway. This was weird because at the distance I was from him, I would have seen him come up the stairs. I didn't think much of it at the time, so I sped up and caught up to him. There was another corner coming up, he rounded it and I followed suit, except he wasn't there. There was a staircase going back down and two bathrooms, one for the lads and one for the lassies, but no Tig. Considering how close I was behind him, he would have had to sprint towards and then jumped down the stairs or jog into the bathroom. If he went for the stairs, I would have heard. I thought, ah, he must be in the bathroom. I sat at the bench and waited. Tig was the first other person in our group to arrive. He ran to the corner and left his bag down. The realisation hit me hard. He wasn't in the bathroom. I asked him if he had already been up there. To which he answered that he hadn't. He had no reason to lie. Now I know what you're all thinking. It was someone else. First of all, the person I saw looked the exact same as my friend from the bag. Second of all, no one else in my school has the same bag, to my knowledge. I haven't seen anyone else with it either. Third, the only place the person could have gone without sprinting downstairs, which I probably would catch a glimpse of, would be the bathroom. No one came out of the bathroom that I didn't see enter it. Finally, my friend is fairly distinct character. Not many people have the same body build as him. Like I said at the start, it's not exactly terrifying, but I do believe it to be due to a glitch in the matrix.
Next story is called A Plus Buffet by Reddit user Jordan Cox 23. It's definitely not the scariest thing I've been through, but for sure one of the creepiest. I'm a 19 year old female, but when this happened I was just 17. So this happened around the beginning of April of 2018. I was out with my family and my still current boyfriend shopping for prom. I wasn't really big into the whole prom thing, but was going for, I guess, the experience. The most boring night of my life, by the way. But anyways, back to the story. After the whole shopping thing was finally over, we decided to go get food from somewhere. My older brother mentioned a A-plus buffet slash Mongolian grill. We all decided that sounded pretty good and headed over there. As we were eating, laughing and talking, you know what people do, I noticed an older man, maybe late 60s to early 70s looking at me, smiling. I turned around thinking maybe he was looking at someone else. But I looked behind me and no one was there. So that meant he was looking straight at me. I got a little weirded out, but brushed it off and continued eating. A minute or two later, I look at him again. Now, not only is he still looking at me, smiling, but he's also making kissy faces at me. I got a little nervous and uncomfortable, so I quietly mentioned it to my family and boyfriend. They all told me to ignore him and that we're leaving soon. I calmed down a little bit, but I couldn't help but look back at the man. I wish I didn't, because when I did, my stomach dropped, and I was now on the verge of crying. He was wiggling his tongue in between his middle and index finger. I'm sure everyone knows what that means. I couldn't take it anymore. I started crying and ran out of the restaurant. I know, call me pussy, but I've been a victim of sexual assault before, and obviously going through that was a very traumatic experience for me. As for anyone else who's been through it, but I was extremely uncomfortable, and I couldn't be in there a second longer. Turns out after I left, my foster mum yelled at him for making me uncomfortable, but he wouldn't even acknowledge her presence. He was too busy staring at my boyfriend with rage plastered on his face. I haven't gone back to that restaurant or seen that man since, and I'd very much like to keep it that way. And the next story is called I Think I Saw Death Herself One Day by Reddit user just a clover. I saw death herself one day. It was a beautiful sunny winter day. I was riding the tram, lost in my own thoughts, I was looking out the window. The sun blazing in my eyes gave me a feeling of warmth. After a while, I looked around inside the vehicle. My gaze was stopped immediately as it fixated on the girl in front of me. I don't know why, but somehow she caught my attention. She was looking out of the window, lost in thought and daydreams. 
just like I had been before. I felt safe that I could discreetly look at her without her noticing. There was something special about her. Maybe something a little weird, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was. She was pretty, but also kind of mousy. She was young, maybe 20, and rather small. Her eyes were light green. She wore a big slouchy wool cap over her dark brown hair, and her body was wrapped in layers of dark green, brown, blue, and black winter clothes. There was a backpack sitting on her lap. She had on stockings. Her legs were... Oh shit, she saw me looking. I immediately looked out the window as if something was fascinating going on out there. After a while, I checked to see if she was looking at me. She was. Her eyes were fixed on me. Her expression was calm, warm, even. She wouldn't let go, so I took all of my courage and looked at her directly in the eyes. We held each other's gazes for a while. I was nervous at first, but her eyes made me relax away. We just looked at each other without saying a word, and somehow it just felt natural. She started to smile. My heart skipped a beat and I smiled back. So how are you? I asked. I would never spontaneously talk to a girl on public transport. I was much too shy, but she made me feel so relaxed and confident. I'm fine, thank you. And how are you? Her voice was beautiful and gentle. I'm fine as well, thank you. I didn't know what to say after that. So we just looked at each other for a while. I was drowning in her eyes. Keep the conversation going before she gets out, I thought. So, where are you going? I asked clumsily. To a funeral? She answered. Oh, I'm so sorry, I said, breaking a sweat. Don't be. It's only a small one. I'll be okay. She smiled again. Okay, I said. I had a feeling I was really bad at this, and I slowly started getting nervous. Her smile, however, calmed me right down. She made me feel so safe, so warm, so... What's in the backpack, I asked. My boyfriend's head, she said with a smile. I chuckled. I like weird girls. But then I noticed something. There was a dark red fluid coming from the backpack, running down her legs, forming a little red pool on the floor. My brain kind of stood still for a second. Something about this situation just got very serious. I looked at her face. And smiled awkwardly. Looking for that gotcha expression. But it never came. She just smiled calmly. Was she serious? But it's impossible, right? Why do you have his head in your backpack? I asked. She said, We didn't get along anymore. 
We had a really good time, but all good things have to come to an end someday. I see, did you kill him? I was kind of running on autopilot. She looked out the window dreamily and started petting the backpack like a cat. You know, life is like that sometimes. We meet two years ago. He picked me up from a very bad state. He made me laugh. Showed me the nice little things in life. He taught me to be happy again. And then, one day, I saw him in bed with... She stopped with a lump in her throat and squeezed her backpack. So that red liquid oozed from it. Her eyes got wet. She caught herself again and continued. But it's okay. I've lost him, but I still know how to be happy. That's why I learned. And I don't need him for that anymore. Glad to hear that. She smiled at me. It was heartwarming. I'm going to bury him in a park under the tree where we had our first kiss. I'm sure he would have liked that. I replied. Somehow the whole situation was just pleasant. I liked talking to this girl. After a moment of silently smiling at each other, she said, I have to get out soon. Say, would you like to grab a cup of coffee sometime? Her question caught me off guard. I felt like a little boy, not knowing what I should and wanted to do. I smiled and blushed. Then I looked at her, her warm smile, her beautiful green eyes. I opened my mouth to say yes, but suddenly some strange forgotten instinct kicked in and asked, instead I asked, did you love him? She didn't reply. Her gaze became sad and serious, and her smile turned into a bitter frown. A single tear rolled down her cheek. She looked at me with an unfathomable sadness, and I looked back at her with all the compassion I could offer. She wiped her face dry with her sleeve, got up, and got out. I never saw her again. To the start, I tell myself that she made a joke or that she was just being weird. Could have gone on a date with her. Of course, she didn't kill her boyfriend. But if I'm completely honest with you, myself, I know I saw death that day. And she was beautiful. A few days later, these strange men knocked on my door and asked me questions about a girl that I may have seen or chatted to. I decided to say I had not. Something caught my eye. They had a symbol on their right chest that looks like a circle with three arrows pointing out from the sides. This next short story is called Scary Halloween Story by Dark Lord 5689 This story happened back in 2017 
when I was trick-or-treating, when my legs started to hurt like hell. Thankfully, my house was nearby, so I walked home. My dad checked in on me and said that he was going to be at the house over the road. I said, okay, and my dad left. I was laying on the couch, eating some of the candy, when suddenly my whole body went numb and I couldn't move. My vision got weird. The best way to put it is um, big black snowflakes. I tried to scream, but nothing came out. I was suddenly able to remove my head and looked into the other room where I saw a tall figure walking very slowly. But then it all ended and I was able to move again. I told my mum about it, along with a few friends. If any of you have any good explanation on why this happened, then please tell me. This next story is called Don't Wake Up by Jessica Jane. Don't wake up. You might think, what does that mean? Well, it means more than it seems. This has got me fired from my last three jobs. And my friends and family have started calling me crazy. It's way more than my imagination. And I'm definitely not crazy. I'm 100% sure it was real. It really started when I was worrying about final exams. I also wanted to live closer to my best friend. So I had to move with someone temporarily. Luckily, there was a woman who said she was visiting someone for two days. That was enough for me. When I went to meet her, she looked a bit weird and had a lot of missing teeth, but could still talk fine. And she looked about to be in her 20s. She also looked and smelled like she hadn't showered in months. And she looked really skinny. I thought nothing of it. I didn't even get the chance to ask for her name, as for some reason, she didn't tell me on the phone, and she sounded like she was in a rush. The whole house looked really new and pristine, but when I went to have a shower, it didn't turn on. I thought this is why she smells so weird, but then I thought, this house looks similar to a mansion, so she would definitely have the money to call a plumber to fix it. I tried not to think about it, but when I walked into my room that I was sleeping in, it was so, so dirty. I walked straight out. Then I realized how off this house was. Way too quiet. Not a bird chirping, not the trees blowing in the wind. Soon enough, I had to get into the dirty bed since the sofa and chairs were very uncomfortable. The bed was so weird. I thought it was strange, but I just fell asleep anyway. I woke up at 2.58am. I decided to go get a glass of water. I went back to bed at about 3am. The second I lay down on my bed, I saw something shift under the blanket. I decided to turn on my side, but what I saw nearly gave me a heart attack. It was skinny and had the most shocking and scary face I've ever seen. 
It immediately jumped on me and said, Why did you wake up? Then I closed my eyes and put the cover over my head. I felt it get back underneath my blanket. I called my boyfriend and told him what just happened. And he just said, It's all in your head. I've just woke up now. Please go back to sleep. Then he hung up. The next night I woke up and I needed the toilet really badly. So I went as quick as I can. To my surprise, the scary thing didn't come out. And so I decided to call him in the morning to tell him he was right. When the lady came, I was trying to call my boyfriend. The lady said, as I was going out the door, who are you trying to call? I thought it was a bit weird, but thought she was just concerned and told her, my boyfriend, but he's not picking up. I think he may be sleeping since I woke him up at like 3.10am to tell him about a nightmare I had last night. She mumbled a word and then said, I told you not to wake up. I don't remember anything else from that day. And this last story is called A Wendigo Broke Into My House by Reddit user Bloodhunter62. Before I begin, I'm a 16-year-old male. About three years ago, I was in Virginia visiting family over the summer. We were right outside the DC area and staying in a two-story house near the freeway. On the other side of the freeway was a forest. So my mum, her boyfriend Eric and I were all staying with Eric's parents. We had brought some night vision binoculars and decided that tonight was a perfect time to use them. So after dinner, we gear up and head out. We pass under the freeway and head into the woods. When we get about five minutes into the forest, we set down our bag and take out our binocs. My mum looks around with them for a while, seeing a few squirrels here and there. She gets tired of them and passes them to me. I look around for a while, being careful not to look at the freeway for fear of being blinded. I spot something behind a tree about 50 feet to our left. I concentrate on it, trying to figure out what it is. It looks like a pale, bald, anorexic man looking straight at us from behind the tree. I get a little bit uneasy, but I'm hesitant to believe it's really there. I ask Eric to take a look, just in case. To my despair, he sees it too. He describes it much the same way I did. Now, Eric is a former amateur boxer, and I train MMA almost every day, but neither neither one of us wants to stick around with that thing in the forest. We start heading back to the house, crossing under the freeway. We take another look behind us as a car comes by. All three of us see glowing eyes lit up by the headlights on the other side of the freeway. We say, screw that, and headed back into the house. When we got back, Eric's parents are asleep, and my mum and Eric go upstairs to the guest room. 
there's only one guest room, so I have to couch downstairs. I'm a little too excited after seeing the thing in the woods, so I end up staying up all night. Around 3am, I'm watching TV and start hearing footsteps above me. I immediately remember our earlier encounter and panic just a little bit. I try to calm down and tell myself it's just one of one of the dogs or maybe someone who couldn't sleep. I keep hearing the footsteps for a while until I hear the doorknob jiggle. I find it weird that they're trying to open a locked door but try to ignore it. They stop, walk around for a few more minutes and then it's quiet again. I stay up until the start starts coming up and then pass out. My mum wakes me up and I remember the footsteps from the night before. I describe what happened and ask if one of them got up at any time. She says no and I think it must have been one of the dogs. That is, until she tells me the room above me is the office. No one was in the office and the door stays locked at night. My heart sinks as I piece it all together. I don't know if it was that thing for sure, but I really think it was. I've done a lot of research since then, trying to figure out what that thing was. I found two creatures that seemed to match it. I think it was either a skinwalker or a wendigo. Whichever one it was, I'm just thankful the door was locked. I know I wouldn't have been able to fight that thing, no matter how tough I am. And with that, today's episode has come to an end. Please feel free to rate the show on whatever podcasting platform you use. If you'd like to stay up to date with anything related to the podcast, then be sure to follow me on Twitter at SScarecast. Also, if you'd like to submit your own stories or to read others, then please join my subreddit at r slash scampscarecast. Thanks for listening, and as always, remember, you are not alone.